Welcome to the Be Seen, Be Loved podcast. I'm your host, Christy Love. I believe in taking massive action to overcome life's biggest challenges because I know the rewards that lie on the other side. This show is a weekly dose of inspiration and motivation to help you level up in your life. Here's to a new you where your dedication, commitment, and staying true to yourself will make your wildest dreams come alive. I'm a transformational trainer, speaker, firm mama, and proud wife to a distinguished Navy SEAL. We believe in the motto, never give up, never quit, while doing it all with love. I'll share real talks with experts and thought leaders who offer proven strategies to turn your barriers into success in this unfiltered, transformational, and thought-provoking podcast. Let's do this. On today's episode of the Be Seen, Be Loved podcast, we meet Mara Nigalahor. Mara is an international business mentor and speaker who has helped thousands of women become unstoppable in their voice, impact, and financial freedom. Within her business, she helps individuals to actually build a lifestyle business from speaking. However, life didn't start off with Mara telling stories on stage around the world. And like many of us, she went through quite a few challenges before making six figures in her business in just over a year. And she's here to tell us all about it. So let's welcome Mara to the Be Seen, Be Loved podcast. Hi, Mara. Hi, how are you all doing? Hi, Christy, all the way over there in Houston. <laughs> yes, yes. And you're in Ireland, right? I'm in Ireland. I'm in the northwest corner of Ireland. So quite a remote coastal time, which is beautiful, but it tends to rain a lot here. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure. I love your accent. That is so interesting. And we're gonna I'm gonna be able to listen to a lot of it in the next couple of minutes. So that's great. Great. So cool. let me start, Mara, by sharing your story with us. Where did you start? Where'd you where were you born? How did you come <laughs> up with this amazing business? And what are the trials yeah. that you went through? Yeah. Yeah, well, there's been a lot. And for your listeners, I'm sure they're going to be able to relate to some of them as well. But um, but yeah, I think it was around 2012. I was in my nonprofit job in London. I was working with young people, preventing them from becoming homeless. And I, I love my job. I, you know, up until that point, I love my job. And I thought, you know, this is great. Live in London. I had a very like hectic lifestyle. And, you know, I was a bit of a party girl, fashion shows, travel, all that good stuff. And then around about my 36th birthday, Christy, I started to feel really kind of down about my life. And, you know, I was really, it wasn't enthusiastic. And I just was like, something's not right. Something's wrong, you know? And uh, I went to the doctor and the doctor was like, oh, well, of course, Moira, you must be depressed. And I was just like, I don't think I'm depressed, doctor, but, you know, whatever. So I went home that evening and I thought, right, what is going on with me? And just out of nowhere, Christy, this a friend of mine who I had not seen for years arrived in London, messaged me and says, Moira, I'm back in town and I want to give you back that money you I owe you. And I was like, oh, 
oh, this is great. Oh, wow. Okay. okay. Awesome. Okay. He doesn't like who doesn't like that happening so anyway we met he gave me back the money that he owed me I was so grateful and I was like great I'm gonna it's, it's my birthday I'm gonna have a big party and it's all gonna be amazing and then I kind of thought no wait a minute this money is special yeah this has come at a time in my life where I should really do something different with it so I did what every girl would do Christy in my in my position I booked myself a ticket to Paris on the Eurostar oh wow <laughs> amazing that sounds so, fabulous myself a beautiful journal and I packed my bag I went on the Eurostar and I thought I'm going to figure out what the hell is going on with me and what is it that I really really want so I went to Paris and I spent the weekend going from cafe to cafe writing lists and you know really thinking like what do I really want you know and I was sitting in this one cafe in Montmartre and I had my journal my cafe au lait and I had my croissant and just out of nowhere I got a phone call from home And on any other day, Christy, this is your parents calling you and you're like, oh, you know, what are you up to? But when I saw the words home come across the screen that day, I all of a sudden had this sense of peace wash over me. And I thought, oh, my gosh, I want to go home. Now, to put this in perspective for everybody, I grew up in Scotland, moved to Ireland in the 80s, always felt like I was never I never really belonged in Ireland, never felt I belonged in Scotland. So when I turned 18 and I got to leave home, I was just like, that's it. I'm out of here. So to be at 36 and the only thing I wanted in the world was to move back home to where, where, where I grew up. I was like, what? Are you kidding me? This isn't right. what I was thinking, but I couldn't I couldn't ignore the feeling in my heart. Yes. Like for the first time in months, I was lit up. So I left, I left Paris, went back to London, handed in my notice, bought a little car, filled it up, drove to Ireland and said to myself, oh God, what the hell am I going to do here? <laughs> you know, and then I started to be like, you know what, something's going to come up. There's a reason that I'm here. And I started looking around me and all I could see was beauty and people that, culture beaches mountains it was so stunningly beautiful it was like as if I never really saw it I'm gonna ask you you probably didn't see it like that when you were young right no I didn't I hated it I was like a teenager with teenage angst about my hometown and here I was at 36 thinking this is the most beautiful place on the planet but all around me at the same time all I could see was businesses closing people leaving like the immigration at the time was so bad businesses were closing it was a recession around about 2012 and I thought wow you know people don't realize how good it is here and I thought you know what I'm going to do something about this so I started to connect with all the local businesses to do with connected with tourism and I started to ask them what they you know what their services were like and before I knew it I had started a business where I was inviting people to come and experience this tiny corner of Ireland and have a beyond five-star experience because I was taking them to all the secret places that they wouldn't be able to find otherwise and for two years Christy I did that and over a thousand people came to this tiny corner of Ireland it was on the news there was helicopters arriving in the local football fields it was in the Irish Times the Irish Independent everybody loved it but at the same time Time, I was kind of I was busy but I wasn't really making any money mm, gotcha. right because I never I never started that that business to make money I started it because I saw I could make a difference and I went for that 
So I kind of thought to myself, okay, this is great, but this is not sustainable because I can't be busy and not make money. I can't make all this difference because truly, am I making a difference? If I'm not able to pay myself, I'm not making a difference. So I started to think, right, what am I going to do next? What, like, what, what's the next move? And around about the same time, I had, I'd been given an office in my local community center and I was having people coming, knocking on my door and saying, Maura, how did you get those customers? What did you say to those people to get them to come here? How did you get those sales? How were you? And I was just like, oh, this is interesting. These people don't know anything about sales. I was like, right, okay. So I said, I started to offer people to support them to get more clients, to get more visibility, and to get clear on their messages about who they were, all of those things. And then before I knew it, I started working one-on-one with local businesses, not me doing the work for them, but showing them how to get their own clients. And then my business started to grow. I started to get invited to speak. And when every time I spoke, Christy, somebody would come up to me and invite me to either work with them, invite me to speak at their event. And I thought, you know what? Speaking is really the thing I need to focus on. So I started speaking all over Ireland. And a year after I started speaking, my business crossed the six-figure mark. A year after that, I started speaking internationally. I crossed the quarter of a million mark and in my third year I was traveling the world living in exotic locations from New York to Paris to London my business was making multiple six figures and I'd become a speaker who was now helping other entrepreneurs take to the stage with a powerful message and story so there you go there's the five-minute version an amazing story wow what a journey and it's so interesting yes that you were led through a path that you didn't even know existed and you just followed Not it. Not at all. Not at all. It was, just, I followed, I definitely followed my heart. I definitely just kept taking action and kept saying yes to opportunities that felt good to me. And I, I never worried. I never really worried that I wouldn't make money. I just knew that what I was doing with the travel business just wasn't a profitable thing for me to do. You know, it wasn't that I couldn't get customers. I just could see it could never make me money. But then when I saw the opportunity of working one-on-one with people, it was not only was I going to help them grow their businesses exponentially, but that was actually going to help me as well. So yeah, it worked perfectly. (laughs) Wow. And so what are, do you work with businesses now? work with female entrepreneurs. I show them how to build a top tier income from speaking and a globe trotting lifestyle they love. And with your business, does it integrate with your speaking? Or are they both separate? And what do you speak about? Yeah, absolutely. They're completely integrated. I use speaking as the main way for me to generate new new clients and new speaking opportunities for my business. And I also show my clients how to do that as well. And then, you know, because I love to travel, I look for places in the world that I want to visit. And then I try and not try, but I find the speaking engagement that's going to allow me to do that. And that's how I've been able to travel and live in different locations. And Christy, even when the lockdown happened, I thought, I I don't want to be here in Ireland. You know, this is, it was winter. It was pretty grim. Mm -hmm. Obviously travel, you know, was not possible. So I spent three months filling my calendar with virtual speaking opportunities. And I moved to Bali. That's the way to do it. Yes. Yeah. I moved to Bali and I rented a beautiful villa there and I set myself up there for six months and I did all my virtual speaking opportunities from there. And I lived from there. Wow. Yeah. Speaking can take you so far. People don't realize the opportunities that can come from just using your voice. We all have this thing called the voice and to use it to share your message and help people and serve and and add value. And that's really what it's all about, right? 
Yeah, and I really truly believe that our voices are our ticket to freedom. And, you know, for your listeners, if you're listening and you're thinking to yourself, you know, could I use my voice? You probably are already, and you're not identifying yourself as a speaker. And I just, what do I mean by that? I speak to entrepreneurs all the time who are podcast hosts or are they're doing virtual events, speaking at virtual summits or hosting their own summits. They're doing live trainings, but they don't actually connect the dots that they are speakers. And in my in my opinion, if you're if you're an entrepreneur, you're a leader. And if you're a leader, you're a speaker because you have to get your message out into the world. That is how you're leading. It's something that you're saying. It's coming from your heart, wherever but you are a speaker. So the sooner that you take ownership of that identity, you are going to see opportunities come up all around you. Because most of the time, the biggest opportunities are right in front of our noses and we can't see it because we haven't made a decision somewhere inside our gut, somewhere right inside our stomachs that we are speakers, right? that we are leaders. And when you make that decision, things start aligning in a completely different way. And I see this happen with my clients all the time. In fact, last week, I had a conversation with one of my clients about speaking. She was really struggling to close any clients. And I, we started to really unpack it. She was definitely limiting herself with the amount of people she was talking to. And then with her speaking, she wasn't. She just didn't think of herself as a speaker. And then I pointed out all the way, all the reasons that she was a speaker. And she was just like, Okay, okay, I'm going to do it. I'm going to, I, I feel that now. I can see it. She literally went to a networking event, spoke to a woman who then invited her to speak in front of her audience of 5,000 people. And she would have completely for missed time. that opportunity for the first time. And she would have completely missed that opportunity had she not taken on what I was to, what I was saying to her. Take, you need to believe that you are a speaker, that you have a message inside you. And then it's not about us. Then it's about the message. Then it's about the movement. Then it's not about whether we are good enough. It's about the, the, how important it is to get our messages and stories out into the world as fast as possible. And here's what I know to be a fact. When, when, a, when a woman, I'm going to say a woman especially, when she gets an opportunity to deliver in front of an audience, she will do everything in her heart and soul to make sure that she does the absolute best job. She will jump over hoops. She will get training. She'll stay up all night if she has to. I can to. attest to you that. Will, <laughs> yes. Right? Yes. Right? You will get yourself ready because you're invested. You're serious. You're smart. You're intelligent. You know, you'll do what it takes to get as good as you need to get for that opportunity. And it probably your first time or, you know, not every time is going to be your best, but you're going to get better by doing that. We always grow so much faster when we're thrown in at the deep end and having to do something that's super uncomfortable that we wouldn't normally do. And we do it. We excel. And I think that that is what gets us the fastest success, because I think that success happens fast. And I think that people have this misconception that it's a slog, that it's this big, it is business is a journey, but success can happen like that. And with this client who's got this opportunity, I'm asking her now, prepare yourself for exponential growth because it's coming to get you. <laughs> Absolutely. Well, so you helped her and it, it all starts with the mind, with the mindset. And so you mm-hmm. touched on a point that a lot of people miss in business owners, speakers, whatever you have, you, everything is a mindset and you have to mm-hmm. believe in yourself. You, you have to dig down deep and have the belief that you can do it. And then yeah. the next step that you talked about is to practice, practice your craft and mm-hmm. dive into it head first, mm-hmm. 110% and give it your all. 
And that's mm-hmm. when doors will open. But you definitely helped your client there. But when you were starting, and as I know as a speaker, there's a whole lot that needs that <laughs> plays with starting mm-hmm. to get speaking engagements. Mm-hmm. Who helped you mm-hmm. to learn? And did you have mentors? Did you have coaches? How did oh, you? Yeah. Because it wasn't just, you know, I, I had a business and then I went to yeah. speaking. I did every I did every course. I was enrolled in all sorts of super high level coaching programs. I huh. always enrolled in a program that was going to deliver, show me how to deliver results that scared me and blew my mind if I was able to do it. One of the first programs that I joined, I I remember I went to this event. I had 500 euros in in my credit card and I was sitting listening. I was in that audience and I was looking at the speakers on that stage and I was just like, could I do that? I could do that. Could I do that? I could do that. And I had this whole like conversation with myself in my head. And then when it came down to, you know, they obviously they offered a program and, you know, I was like from Ireland, I was in America. I was just being introduced to this whole world of entrepreneurship. I couldn't believe what I was seeing around me about the, you know, the, the possibilities. And I was just like, wow, you know, this is incredible. And I was looking at those speakers and I said, I really don't think that there's anything they're doing that I couldn't do if I knew how. So I enrolled in the program. I could not afford it. Like I said, I had five, I had $500 it was a $20,000 program. And I said to myself, well, what choice do I have? I don't know. I can't, I can't turn this 500 what did euros you do? that I have in, in yeah, my what account did you, right now into yeah, what did you do? Well, I'll tell you what I did. And I, I think it's something that a lot of entrepreneurs overlook is I went home and I literally started asking everybody who needed help everywhere I went, where, what were, what were opportunities that I could get on stages, how I could help people. I started to ask everybody. And I think that entrepreneurs don't ask enough. And I tell you why is because there's a big risk in asking. There's a risk in asking. There's a risk that people might say no, but there's a bigger risk, Christy. There's a bigger risk. And I want your, your audience to really hear this. You not asking. The bigger risk is your business failing and you never getting your message out into the world and you never getting to live your dream. Because a lot of the time we're so afraid of rejection. We're so afraid of somebody saying no to us that we're not good enough, that we don't want what you have to offer. But let me tell you, business is about rejection. You're going to be rejected for more more than you're accepted. And I I would say we could do it the 80-20. You'll probably be rejected 80% of the time, but that 20% that you're accepted, that's how I was able to close half a million in sales in my third year. It wasn't because 100% of what I did worked. It was because 20% of what I did worked so well that I mastered it. And it's now what I teach my clients to do as well. So, yeah. Wow. Mm. Did you listen to that, everybody? <laughs> that was a powerful, powerful statement. You know, a lot of us stop when, when we hear the word no, we stop mm. two no's, three no's, four no's. I yeah, can't I, even it, count it, the thousands of no's <laughs> I've received in my life. But mm. you have to get in a program in your mind to just continue to plow forward. Continue to. Totally. And what Mara is saying is absolutely right. You have to keep going. I know my mission in life is to never allow anyone's life to be stagnant because they're scared yeah. or afraid to speak and use their voice to get their message yeah. out. Because I've been there. I came from stage fright where I was terrified to speak. Right. And I don't want that to ever happen to anyone. And that's why I work so hard to. Yeah get over that and to practice my craft and become the best at what I do because I want to get my voice 
heard in more places around this world because I don't want mm. anyone's life to stop. I don't want anyone's life to be invisible because I know the mm-hmm. opportunities that can come when you use your voice and start to speak. So great, mm. great, great message there, Maura, for sure. <laughs> You're welcome. I hope it serves your people. I hope they really hear it because we 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 tend to think that this is complicated and it's really not. We're complicated. We, our emotions are the most complicated thing, but actually the strategy, the steps are quite simple. I don't think it's easy, but it's definitely quite simple. Right. And just putting yourself out there and talking to everybody, you know, everyone, you Mm -hmm. know, applying, asking, Mm -hmm. going to events, becoming more visible. That's the key to the game, right? Mm. Being more visible and being out in more places and platforms as much as you possibly can. And that's why I love speaking so much because you're forced into the limelight. You're for you have visibility, and if you book yourself on a stage, you won't you won't back out. You'll only show up stronger, better than you ever have before because you rise to the occasion. And what I teach my clients in terms of speaking is how do we have a speaking gig in our calendar every week, every month, and that's our conversion days. So you can have time off in the week and you can sleep at night knowing that there's a cat, there's a speaking gig. There's, you know, there's a, there's a conversion opportunity coming up. And most of the time entrepreneurs don't have those often enough for them to make money fast enough for them to really grow their business in a way that really, it really creates real success for themselves. I think speaking is the, is, is just the absolute best way to do that. Oh, it is. It is. I love speaking. I have a passion for it, for sure. But yes, you have to get yourself out there. That's so, so very important. Tamara, can you give our listeners just three tips? I know you've you've dropped a ton of nuggets (laughs) in a short amount of time, but three tips they can leave with them that will help them to become speakers or have a lifestyle creating a speaking business. Mm. Okay. So number one, Mm-hmm. take it one gig at a time. So don't now hear what I've got to say and feel like you have to book yourself on every stage in town. Find one stage and then use that stage to get your next stage. Just find one stage and it doesn't matter if it's a local, national, virtual, just find it, go speak, do your thing. All going well, you'll get a client. If you don't know what you're doing, definitely get in touch with me because it could be a missed opportunity. Number two, get clear And where in the world that you would love to be? Where would you love to set yourself up for a week, for a month? Is there there a country you want to go? And start familiarizing yourself with what's going on in that country. Networking events, entrepreneurial events. But if you get clear on what it is, the chances of you then meeting someone who might be able to connect you will be 100% more. So that's two. And the third one, well, the third one is you have absolutely got to believe in what you're doing. And don't look to anybody else to approve what you're doing, to say that, yes, that's a good idea or not a good idea. You believe in what you're doing because when you sh- the way you show up when you believe in what you're doing is completely different. You'll be naturally enthusiastic and people will be attracted to that. And if people are attracted to that, you're going to have more clients. You're going to make more money. Absolutely. So I hope you all were taking notes. I know I was for sure. So number one was to take that first gig and use it to find the next. And you're going to, of course, create a domino effect with that. 
Next is get, get clear where you would love to be because with speaking, you can speak around the world. There's so many opportunities. <laughs> it's not just in your backyard around the street or at the YMCA. You can speak anywhere. The opportunities are limitless. And lastly, you got to believe. You got to believe in what you're doing. It doesn't matter mm. what anybody says. You believe in mm. yourself. Believe that you can be the best. You practice and you become the best you can to get your message out to the world. So I thank you so much, Maura, for being on the show. You are absolutely amazing and gave our listeners a lot of information to help them create their own speaking business. But tell our listeners, where can they find you? I know you're all the way in Ireland, but... Is yeah, there- I mean, obviously, obviously, I'm online all the time. And every oh, single course. month, I host a five day speaker challenge. It's called the Speak More, Make More Challenge. If I if anybody is inspired by this, if you want to speak more, make more, you will find me every single month delivering that training. And I'd love to provide a link so that you can get on the waiting list to be one of the people in my next one. Actually, the next one starts next week. So it's usually the last week of the month. Otherwise, find me on Facebook. I'm always on there. Instagram. So it's just my first and last name. It's very easy to find me because not many people have the same name as me. And you know what's funny, Christy? When I started out as a speaker first, I did have a speaker oh coach. Goodness. And she, yes. she advised me to change my name because people wouldn't be able to pronounce it. And she actually suggested I called myself Moira Niji. And I was kind of like, wow, she's going to think that I'm some kind of rap artist taking to the stage. I'm not doing that. <laughs> But actually, it turns out that it actually has worked so in my favor because as soon as anybody says Moira and me, they go, oh, I know her, her surname. It's difficult to say. So it's actually worked really in my favor. So there won't be, you won't be able, you won't be, I won't be hard to find online is what I'm saying to your people. And I would love to connect. And if you hear, if you heard me on this podcast, I'd love for you to message me and tell me what your biggest takeaway was. Absolutely. And so find Maura Niji, but it's actually <laughs> Nagalahor. <laughs> See, I said it, right? You did. And your website is, what is your website? Your... It's, my fir- it's my first name, dot I-E, and I-E is for Ireland. So Moira, dot I-E. Awesome. And you've given me a new place to go visit, Ireland. I've always wanted to be there. <laughs> And yeah, absolutely. There. Awesome. And so thank you so much for being on the Be Seen, Be Loved podcast, Mara. Oh, you're so welcome. It's been a pleasure, Christy. Keep up the great work. You're running a great show. I sure will. Thanks again. Thanks for listening to this week's episode of the Be Seen, Be Loved podcast. For more inspiring conversations, please share with a friend. And if you haven't already, subscribe, rate, and review on your favorite podcast player. If you have any questions or feedback, you can reach me directly at beseenbelovedpodcast.com. Thanks for listening.